You're listening to Fox on the Wire. doing everybody welcome to another episode of fox on the wire that was a brilliant new track from hannah francis called woof and it just so happens that we have hannah francis here via zoom for another episode of fox on the wire hannah how you doing yeah good thank you so much for having me on here no worries what a track (laughs) what a track to have for your first single thank you so much thank you all thanks to Lee as well, my producer on that. Yeah, so is that Lee, Lee Bradshaw? Yes, it is Lee Bradshaw, yeah, yeah. Cool. So when did you re- record this track? Was it earlier this year or? So we actually recorded that last year, mid-last right. year. Yeah, because that's when the e- like I've actually got an EP coming through. Um at the end of this year, that's a big spoiler I just gave away. Um, <laughs> yeah, an exclusive. Thank that's you. a huge exclusive on this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, so uh, we did a couple songs during mid last year, including that one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're just sort of sitting on the other songs for now and then release it as the EP. Definitely, yeah. Got a second single coming, so. Oh yeah, another exclusive. When are you another exclusive. That? <laughs> um, I feel like I'll try and keep that a secret for now. Cause oh, okay. Need to keep some element of surprise. Oh. <laughs> uh, agreed. Agreed. So that first track, Wolf, is a really great track, um, and the video to go with it is a really great video. Really suits the song. Um, I guess Thank I you. got sort of a '60s vibe from the video. You know, with the the mm. filters that we used and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, really great. Mm-hmm. Who uh, who actually shot your video? It was my cousin Felicity. Oh, she cool. is an absolute gem, and she does um, uh, photography primarily, and that is uh, kind of a hobby for her. So it's mm-hmm. not even a job that she has pursued, but I reckon she should because um, that was the first time she's ever shot a music video. And wow. I thought it was incredible the amount, like the shots that she got and the zooms and how she, yeah, just the angles and everything. She absolutely nailed it. I had so much to work with because I think, because I edited the video and um, 
sometimes you get a little bit worried because you're like, oh, have we got enough content? Like, you know. But um, she just gave me so much because of the quality of the video Mm. that she and the angles that she just she just had it straight away. So it was really good. Well, I was going to say the editing was done really well too, but I figured it was her and. but it was you. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks. Uh, that was, um, you know, iMovie comes in okay. handy sometimes. And also making movies as a kid <laughs> kind of right. comes in handy editing. So, Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that another sort of side project of yours that you get into, like movie editing or? You know what? If you asked me that when I was 11, sure. <laughs> but but definitely not now it's not exactly um a passion it's something that i i actually kind of like it i know a lot of people who hate editing but i thought i find it kind of fun because you get to just like you're in control of what you want to want people to see i guess yeah yeah i mean it would take a lot of patience to do that i would imagine (laughs) i mean i know just cutting up you know, episodes of the podcast, audio, uh, it's very time consuming and <laughs> you have to have the patience and I'd imagine that uh, video would be even more so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like because it was um, uh, like a music that I'm passionate about and it was something I was passionate about, um, not the editing per se, but the yeah. actual content, I found that motivating to just keep going. and. Um, Cause once you, if you move one frame, like, cause what some people don't know is that when you move one frame at the beginning, cause you don't like it, then mm. everything else shuffles. So ah, right. like, yeah. you know, you need to, um, like that was a struggle, I guess, during it, but I found it, yeah, I found it like a pretty fun process cause I hadn't done editing in so long in like right. five years. So that was really fun to do and I had time to do it because I um was on break from uh uni and everything so I had a lot of right. time to do that yeah so uni you're studying a course in uh music therapy yes at uh, Melbourne uni that is correct cool so what is music therapy exactly what do you study oh music therapy is so hard to define in one sentence but um, it is to improve the health and well-being of an, in, an individual that could be um, uh, mentally or physically improve their health and well-being. So um, it could be for people uh, with mental health issues or people with disabilities, profound disabilities, people. Um, uh, age care, like there's a lot mm. that you can uh, do with music therapy on a wide audience. Oh, well, yeah, audience. I wouldn't say audience, but wide spread of people. Yeah, right. Yep. And it's. I find it so important for so many. Yeah, I mean, I talk about that with a lot of guests. How music is our therapy. You know, as the songwriter, as the music mm. creator. So. Mm. And, um, you know, hopefully in turn for the listener as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's, and that's the thing, like uh, songwriting is a form of therapy 
in itself yeah. and people listening and actively listening to that music is therapy as well can be therapy so it definitely goes both ways yeah no it's a, an amazing thing and it, yeah. it pops up in a lot of you know my episodes with different guests um even just the other night with my my friend palmy dylan who was on the show you know we talked mm-hmm. about it heaps came up a few times so oh really yeah 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 so this course you're basically studying how to help people through music is that right definitely yeah 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 cool in one way okay. or another yeah because yep. it, it goes into the um uh psychology of it as well um because uh I think people mistake music therapy as something where it's like, let me just get out my guitar and have a little sing. But like, <laughs> there's a lot of things <laughs> that are going in the back of your mind and, and a lot of goals um, that you have for the person and involved. And yeah, there's a process definitely. So, um, yeah. So with what you've learned so far, do you uh, feel like it's helped you as a musician and has it helped you sort of realize how you can connect with people through your songs and through your songwriting? Mm. It's yeah. Um, I haven't really delved into that too much um, mm. because I've I've tend to keep it quite. Oh, I don't want to say separate, but because music therapy is something that I'm 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 passionate about, and also writing songs and um, yeah being an artist, being a musician is a passion of mine as well. So I kind of always kept them a little bit separate, but I'm finding a lot of overlap when it comes to songwriting because songwriting is used in in therapy. And then I'm kind of seeing, now I'm understanding those therapeutical like aspects in writing music now because now I can acknowledge those feelings a little bit more and actually kind of be really aware of those now so that's that's been really eye-opening for me definitely yeah I bet so how long have you been studying this for yeah well I'm first year this year there's two years in the course so um yeah we're just coming at the end of semester one so a lot of um final assessment to to do but it's very very interesting so it's and like the cohort I have is beautiful everyone's so lovely which you know you'd kind of guess from people who are doing music therapy but everyone's been really and the staff and everyone they've been fantastic really especially during this situation um where things just got like uh turned over very quickly to online so that they've just yeah they've been really incredible so it's good to have a strong cohort with you I feel especially doing this course because there's a lot of things that like you get exposed to and there's a lot of self-reflection wasn't Mm. prepared (laughs) for how much like because they they ask you to do um things that uh that you would do with clients so you actually do some of the tasks with another person um, and so you learn quite a bit about yourself, actually. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. It definitely uh, sounds like an interesting course or a master's. I mean, excuse my ignorance, but mm. Um, mm. How, long, how long does a master's course go for? Is it two or four years? Or I think it depends on the course, but this master's is two years because oh, you have to have a prior right. um, 
degree. So that could be music or psychology. Right. So your prior, excuse my ignorance again, is the uh, no, Bachelor of Music <laughs> yes. uh, that you studied? Definitely didn't go through the psychology path. Um, <laughs> that wasn't my strong point in high school either. But um, music definitely was the Bachelor of Music was at um, the Conservatorium at Melbourne. Oh. So I did classical yep. singing for three years. Ah, that explains it then, the singing <laughs> new song. I'm like, she, she's really trained. She's not just any old singer. <laughs> There's that little classical twang in there. Absolutely. Couldn't let go of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of really big notes in there, in the, like in the middle section. I'm like, nah, she's, <laughs> she's definitely trained. She didn't just pull that one from uh, yeah, the brief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just woke up, nah. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, during your uh, bachelor of music course, that's actually where you learned your singing. How to yeah, sing? Yeah. Um. So, definitely. Um, you learned a lot of technique in the course and you learn a lot about the history of music, the theory behind it, um, which was all really helpful, especially for songwriting. Cause then it makes you understand why you're using the chords you're using. It's so strange because like, you know, what, what comes naturally to, to musicians is sometimes finding that melody or finding that chord progression or something. And sometimes not knowing why it's like, well, why did that, why, how did that happen? Like, how did I get those chords to sound so nicely and also resolve? And then music theory, like it helps explain that for you. So definitely learn a lot from doing that course. Yeah. So you think that's helped your songwriting overall? Yeah, I, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yep. You can probably uh, rationally analyze a lot of your choices in your songwriting, like your chord progressions and such, and uh, yeah. really break down sort of yeah. the choices well, you've made. Because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm still a bit like, how that, what, what was that? But because <laughs> I, I don't like to get too technical because then that gets a bit, that gets boring. You want to be in the moment creative instead of just yeah. going, well, that's a structure that works. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you began your musical journey in 2017 playing open mic nights Ooh. around Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we uh, all start with the open mics. They're a great thing. Open mics. <laughs> so had you uh, been writing original music before that and came out and played originals or did you sort of start with some covers or a bit of both? Or Yeah. Um, well, my first ever few mic nights, open mic nights, um, I didn't play any original music, even though I did have some original songs. I just didn't feel comfortable or ready to because it was my first ever. Yeah. Mind you, the first ever open mic night I did was at Fitzroy Beer Garden and um, I had five people there. Yeah. Uh, one of them was my mum and the rest of them were like the organisers and the sound guy and the barman. So that was... It happens. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I feel like it just builds character. That's just... It does. You know, and it was... And, like, I just played covers and that's what I, I did for the first few ones. And then I um, 
yeah, kind of felt ready to kind of put a little a little taste of my own music in there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, you shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't have like, um, there wasn't a need to put in too many because it wasn't my gig, you know what I mean? Like it was an open mic mm-hmm. night and I feel like the people who were there, um, people just kind of liked you more if they knew the song you were singing. So, yeah, yeah, but I definitely did show a little bit of my own music. Yeah, cool. So you've got a couple of uh, covers up online, uh, Coldplay and some Radiohead. Mm. Uh, are they some influences influences of yours, obviously among many others? Yeah. Do you know what's so strange is that I love Radiohead and I love Coldplay and I love Mac DeMarco and I love all these musicians and I feel like they might influence me subconsciously but yep. they're not the artists that I – go to off the bat, which is strange. Mm. I just appreciate mm. those songs for what they are. And I'm like, going to give that a go. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the influence of different influences spill through in ways that, yeah. you know, it's sort of hard yeah. to pick up on yourself or by yourself sometimes, you know, other people pick up on it and, you know, they make uh, comparisons that mm. you're like, wow, mm. yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear that, but thank you for seriously. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for pointing yeah. that out. It's really it's it's crazy how people um like give you almost new material to look into yeah. as well. Yeah, because you go, oh, I didn't realize, and then you look into their material and you go, oh, that's actually I can see why they think that, and then you start to actually like that person's <laughs> music more. It's it's kind of it's opens a gateway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, music does that a lot, really. Like, mm. uh, you know, some days you'll just hear a song on the radio or you'll just wake up with a certain feeling and it'll it'll just get you in the mood to listen to a certain type of music or a certain band and then you just go off on this huge, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this huge tangent, um, mm. you know. Maybe you haven't listened to that band for a, a little while. And it just takes one little spark and you're like fully back into it again. It's sort of a, it's a really weird thing, but it happens to me all the time, you know, and um, probably happens with a lot of bands that I've been into previously, but, you know, it can be new music as well, which is Mm kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. hard to explain what I mean, but. uh... (laughs) No, that's fair because I feel like maybe it was like a memory inducing moment. Mm. Because then it triggers a memory and you go, oh, I remember I listened to that song and now I'm going to go back to that album and just relive that positive moment, you know. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I did with Coldplay because I haven't Mm. listened to Coldplay for a long time because I stopped and then um, I just kind of stumbled across it in a playlist and I just went, well, let's. Let's go back to listening to yeah. all the albums. <laughs> so yep. crazy how it it can trigger those memories and just bring you back. Yeah, and it just really engulfs you, and it's you know it's almost very inspiring, and it's it's such a cool thing and very mm. random too. So yeah, it's usually something accidental that'll just get you off on this listening mm-hmm. spree of a certain type of music or a certain band, and it's mm. um, yeah, off you go, and it's. On for the rest of the day, so. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Uh, now, your 
music is described as indie folk, alternative with an essence of pop, maybe a bit of a 60s vibe. Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? There's a lot in there. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> still, It's still being defined, I reckon, because, yeah, there's just a, there's a lot um, of, I think, people latch on to the part of my music that they resonate with in their own genres in their own lives. So people mm-hmm. might, who listen to pop a lot might actually just go, Oh, that's a pop song. Someone yeah. who listens to folk a lot goes, Oh, I, I hear the folk elements a lot more. Or, yeah. I had yeah. a lot of people thinking that it was, it was rock for Wolf. So yeah. Like soft rock. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of agree. Well, it's got the electric guitars in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely poppy. I mean, it's very catchy. Mm. Uh, Actually, extremely catchy. That little wolf howl you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is catchy as. Oh, thank you. It's obviously a, a well-written song um, and well thought out and obviously well recorded. You know, it sounds fantastic. So it's, you know, it's soft mm. rock, but it's not cheesy, poppy sort of sort of thing, you know, whatever the hell it is I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> thank it's, a, you. it's a great song. Simple as that. No, that actually makes my heart happy. Thanks. Awesome. No worries. No, it's a really great song, so you should be really proud. Oh, thank you. So without giving too much away, like you have already, <laughs> uh, is the rest of the EP in a similar vibe to uh, to Wolf? I think I think there are a few twists and turns. I wouldn't think because Wolf is definitely um, on the more – Rocky side, I reckon. Mm. But yeah, I feel like there are a lot of different elements in all the other songs. So, because cool. I feel like this EP was me just coming out and going, well, these are the things that I have mm. that I feel like all represent me um, in different colors and different lights. And here it is. Yeah. Yep. So, you're a guitarist. Uh, I've seen you play guitar. Online? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you basically I mean, like, write you know. everything. <laughs> uh, like, <or> you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen you. You're a guitarist. Oh, oh honestly, that means a lot because a lot of people, like I've had quite a few people not yeah. not like the guitar play. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I've, well, mm. they've, yeah, there've been some people in the art. Uh, yeah, there's been some people who've been like, no, I feel like you're better when you're not playing guitar, which is, you know, everyone's right to their own opinion. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for <laughs> liking my playing. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I'll just keep playing anyway. Um, so what, what was my question? <laughs> Sorry, I got you off. I forgot. I tend to do that, tend to take it to a whole different Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, that's right. That's what this podcast is about. You know, no time limits. We can go wherever it takes us. So it's all good. All good. Um, do you do you do all your songwriting on guitar, or do you play piano as well? Are you a pianist? Um, I do pianist? most of my piano. Uh, yeah, pianist. Um, <laughs> I do. My, <laughs> I do most of my songwriting on guitar. However, um, recently. I kind of felt like I was getting into the same chord progressions or similar chords. And like, I kind of wanted to, if I want to test the waters with a song, I then played on the piano to give right. like a different 
um, yeah, different flavour to it. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a pianist. I got up to grade three. So that was okay. <laughs> back in the day. I wouldn't say that I'm a pianist. That I can just play chords. So, And that's just yeah. for songwriting purposes, not for performance purposes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I think I've talked to many different guests about this, like the difference between mm-hmm. writing on piano as opposed to guitar and um, what a different sort of vibe that would bring to the song mm. or, mm-hmm. or feeling. Because there's a different, yeah, there's a whole different feeling, I reckon, yeah. when, when piano is involved. I feel like I, I, there's more, um, well, this might be controversial, I don't know, but, like, the emotions <laughs> I feel when I'm playing piano is completely different to when I'm playing guitar as well. It's, it's, it's weird. I don't know. That's just me personally. When I'm, when I'm touching the keys and I'm leaning into the piano, it's a totally different thing to when you're, you know, you can be on your guitar and you're rocking with the guitar. Like that's a whole thing as well. So interesting. physically it's different. Yeah. I know what you mean about the chord progression thing, like kind of feeling the same. Mm. Uh, I guess that's Mm. where I'll go and pick up my other guitar, which is in a different tuning just to inspire something a little bit different, something a bit unfamiliar. Um, I purposely yeah. Uh, purposely haven't learnt, you know, the proper chord shapes in these different tunings, mm-hmm. just so I'm not tied to sort of almost any music theory or music knowledge of what I'm actually doing in this tuning. It's all just really spontaneous and um, yeah. by the ear. So if it sounds good, well, great. But um, I'm not putting any real music theory to it, which is kind of cool. It leaves me sort of free and open rather than being constrained to chords or familiar chords and chord progressions. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that comes in really handy sometimes when I hit a bit of a, a brick wall or feel like I'm <laughs> doing the same thing that I've already done before. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of different tunings that are great to experiment with. I would love to play the piano, but I can't. Oh, but I feel like um, because you're, you know, you're a guitarist yourself and um, I feel like you'd be able to pick up the piano, especially chords. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. You're very musically inclined, so <laughs> I think you'd be oh, able to you. pick it up um, very easily, especially, yeah, especially with chords. Yeah. Well, I can play with my left hand because I, I do my singing warm-ups on the piano. Um, so I get a lot of practice with the left hand, but not my, nice. uh, not not my right hand. So you know, I do all the exercises, which is, you know, lots of fun. So yeah, I've probably had, you know, I've probably been training myself without even realizing it in a way, and preparing myself for one magical day when I jump on the piano (laughs) well I think you'd be great at it especially with like you know your knowledge in in like having a good ear as well Hmm. you'd be great at it Hmm. yeah maybe I should sooner rather than later maybe yeah (laughs) nothing's stopping you no no you've uh, got me inspired now so (laughs) (laughs) so with all this COVID stuff I I don't want to get into Mm. it um were you planning on before it all kicked in, were you planning on having a single launch for Woof or were you just going to sort of promote it with some, some gigs 
around town? Um, yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about a single launch. I thought about a, like an EP launch. Oh, um, right. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, was, I, I just had gigs that were set up, so I didn't really, I just thought, well, you know, I'm playing to new audiences anyway, so they've never heard the song, so mm. I, didn't, I didn't really think too much about a single launch. Yeah. Maybe I should have, but <laughs> I, just, I was just excited. I had some gigs lined up and, and that was exciting as well, but that's okay. So you're looking to launch the EP later in the year? Is that it? Definitely, yeah. Mm. I feel like I shouldn't have given this away, but there you uh, go. <laughs> too late. <laughs> I too know. Late. We're, just, <laughs> we're, too far, we're too far gone now. Everyone yeah. knows. <laughs> oh, oh we'll God, that's tell, right. tell everyone not to listen to this episode. Or just skip the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like don't listen at one minute forty five. Thank you. That would yeah. be great. Just skip that part. There's lots of yeah, swearing and uh, yeah, <laughs> coughing like and something stuff. Really boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not even abuse. <laughs> oh well. When did you start singing? I I guess at a pretty early age. Yeah, I. You know what? I've been singing apparently since. I was born. <laughs> Apparently I was just like making la la noises. Cause my, my, oh, my yeah. dad, um, my like dad's very musical. Um, okay. and, and, you know, we'd always have music around the house and, and my mum, you know, she could play a bit of guitar and my dad is a great pianist and cool. singer. And so I think having those musical influences in the house, all the time I think that helped me as well because you know I was making up songs apparently when I was three in my grandma's garden just making up songs and apparently the next door neighbors heard it and they didn't know I was three so apparently they went over to my grandma was just like oh who's that girl singing it was quite nice and they were just like oh what (laughs) Hannah she's a baby like what so I feel like it's it's it was like I think I have my parents to thank for that and like my family for having such like being so being brought up in such a musical atmosphere yeah yeah it's a a priceless thing so well done mum and dad that's awesome (laughs) go Karen Mark fantastic (laughs) shout out (laughs) yeah So you were saying uh, in 2018 you were on a TV show in, on Channel 31. <laughs> yeah. Called, yeah. Called the Melbourne Underground. And here's some footage. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't looked back at that for, oh, since 2018. No, yeah, it's been a oh, while. Wow. But it was a good experience. That was the first ever time being on a TV show. So there you go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, is that still going? That, that show? I think you know what? I don't think it is because mm. I haven't seen because I followed the page. Um, yeah. I haven't seen any updates on it. But um, I think it's all due to funding and because it was by Deakin University and. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. But I had like because I think they did like ten episodes, and um, funnily enough, I met um, this one of the guys 
from episode four because I was doing two episodes in one day. Um, and I met one of the um, acts called Fall Child and, uh, yeah, there was a guy called um, Scott Harrisoni who actually produced my first song that I put on Spotify. It's not there anymore, but it was there. Oh. So it's pretty cool how, like, one thing can give, can lead to another thing and another thing and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just the importance of getting out there and doing what you can because mm. you never know who you're going to bump into, who you might meet, mm. uh, who sees you play. Yeah. Um, I think that's why a lot of us are sort of struggling in this um, yeah. time of no live music. You know, we can mm. stay at home and write songs and do all that, which is important, but, um, you know, you you got to take those songs out and play them and um, meet people and yeah. play for people. So it's. I hope we can get back into it pretty soon, I hope. Definitely. I hope so yeah. too. Definitely. Yeah. Have you um, uh, met people along the way that have, uh, like, and you found opportunities along the way through gigs as well or meeting people or from? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I met um, lots of people over the years, um, other musos, people in the crowd and, you know, just, just people that sort of enjoy what you do or uh, intrigued to talk to you. But yeah, musos uh, I've met along the way. Some have mm-hmm. um, sort of stayed in my life. Some haven't. No, it's I can't under understate the importance of just going out and um, going to gigs and trying to meet people. Uh, it's a skill in itself for sure. You know, it's I'm not the most outgoing person, so I've had to learn how to be a bit more so. <laughs> Uh, yes. So yeah, just constantly always got my eyes open and, um, ears open for mm. new opportunities. And that's so, what it's all about being open. Yeah. Being open. Yep. So what I was going to do, I haven't done this before. So Ooh. you'll be the first, if you agree, I've Ooh. got, um, I've got a, a bunch of quick fire questions. So oh, sort of just real quick questions to, to answer. Yeah. Okay. I haven't got a name for this, let's call it a segment yet, but it's Mm. something I've been wanting to spring on a guest somewhere along the way. So congratulations. It's you. Oh, well, (laughs) thank you for this huge opportunity. Um, I feel like I apologize in advance because as you can tell from this whole podcast, I'm a rambler. So... (laughs) I only like ramblers. I'm not much of a talker, so that's good. I, I, I rely on ramblers to uh, to get us through the show. So. Oh, well, I'm your girl. There you go. All right. Oh, Do you, you accept go. the challenge? You know what? I will accept the challenge. I thought you might. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Oh, milk. If you could be from any other decade... Or era, when would it be? Um, due to fashion, seventies. Mm-hmm. Cool, I like that. Uh, favorite TV show? Oh, Peaky Blinders. Mm. That's a fantastic. Okay. Show. Yep, yep, good one. Um, if you had one superpower, what would it be? <laughs> Besides oh. your voice, by the way. Oh, stop. Um, um, your voice. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, 
oh, I'm so bad at the superpower things because some people come up with some really good ones. Yep. Um, the ability to wake up at the time I need to wake up without an alarm. Like I just wake up. That's okay. a dumb one. <laughs> it's not going to change the world. It's a very self-indulgent one. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We've all, you know, if that works for you, that's fine. <laughs> I take it uh, back anyway. <laughs> that's right. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what else we got? Netflix or Stan? I don't have Stan, so Netflix. Mm, Netflix. Mm. iPhone or Samsung? Oh, I've had both, so um, I'd say iPhone because I've got one mm. now. Okay. And say two more. What have we got? Just looking at my list here. <laughs> uh, scrambled or poached? Eggs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, poached. Ooh. And finally, the Rolling mm. Stones or the Beatles? You can't do that to me. I know, it's pretty I, hard. I don't know. Um, I'd hate to get that question. Beatles? I'd say the Beatles. I'd say the, I'm sorry, Rolling Stone fans out there. It's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan of them too. Oh, well. Sorry, Mick Jagger, like if you're tuning in. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry, old mate. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. That was awesome. I haven't got a name for that segment yet. So if uh, if you or anyone has any ideas for uh, the uh, quickfire questions segment of Fox on the Wire, shoot Ooh, me some uh, ideas. Quick Fox fire question. I don't know. Ooh, the quick yeah. fox. <laughs> Firefox questions. Oh, that is a good one. It could be a lawsuit good. waiting to happen though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Firefox just comes after you. Oh, oh well. We don't want that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. Well, Hannah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate appreciate you coming on and uh, chatting about your new song, Wolf. Make sure everyone goes to check it out. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's on Apple Music. It is on YouTube with a, a cool video edited by Hannah herself. And expect the new EP later in the year sometime. Uh, best way to keep track of you is where? On Instagram and Facebook. I post yeah. regularly. Okay. So we'll um, chuck some links Spotify, in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. of course, Spotify, yeah. But thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Thank Pre-save so the much. EP when, it, when, it's, uh, when it's time. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can listen to it as soon as it gets released. So, uh, yeah, I'll chuck all the links in the show notes for, for Hannah Francis. And, um, yeah, definitely go check out the new song, Wolf. So thank you for coming on the show, Hannah. Nice to talk with you. Hopefully uh, get to meet you in person one of these days. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. No worries at all. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Fox on the Wire. We'll see you all again soon. Cheers.